There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Suck it! Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21+. plus. 18 plus in DC and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit rg help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Chicago everywhere. Check it. Not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer. Spotify original. Yeah. What episode is this? This is 93. Is it 93 or 94? Oh, wait, hold on. I'm, I told I'm people it was 94. Sure. And I, I, I could be wrong. Not could be, but I'm most likely wrong. No, you might be right. It's 93 or 94. I literally just wrote it down and I forgot. It's 93? It is. No, you're right. 94. 94. God damn it. 94. That's a good start to the week. <laughs> That's a good start to the 94. week. 94. You were right, Jay. 94. How you feeling, man? Good, man. Sunday. I mean, but I don't. I don't even know what described happened earlier. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm gonna I'm try my best to to do that for you. I mean, you tried your best on Friday. And you're gonna damn well try your best today. Well, see, today is a different day. Today, I feel differently about what I've seen over the last two games. By the way, welcome into episode 94 of the Full Go Podcast with Jason Goff, brought to you by The Ringer and, of course, Spotify is the gang. That voice you heard is the always active Jesse Lopez. Steve Cerruti, the shadowy figure, is somewhere, you know, in the cut, like iodine, chilling, waiting for everybody to mess up so he can, you know, slap our peepees. Um, yeah, that's a hell of a way to start the pod, ain't it? Uh, <laughs> so, I know why you're here, you know? I'm not even going to BS like I don't know why you're here. All right, so let's get all the other stuff out the way. 
The White Sox can't win a goddamn game. <laughs> and Lucas Giolito came back and gave him what? It was a nine strikeouts and four innings, pitched his ass off. And, of course, the bullpen had to let it go. Uh, Aaron Bummer and Liam Hendricks have had their shaky starts to the season that continued. Byron Buxton went deep uh, a couple of times. Um, he had five RBIs, by the way. Um, so what are you going what are you gonna say? I mean, you know, he did have five RBIs, right? Right. Yeah, he had, <laughs> he had five RBIs. Um, the Minnesota Twins aren't better than Chicago White Sox, but the Chicago White Sox right now aren't better than anybody. The way they're playing and also the way they're being deployed in terms of the lineup. Tony LaRusso's got some questions he's got to answer here soon. And I, I really would want to know uh, if I was anybody out there asking questions of Warren Rick Hahn, um, was the lineup card a must in terms of full and total control in the hiring of one Tony LaRusso? Because um, it ain't just on Tony, obviously, but some of the things that he can control, like the lineup and the struggling offense. I mean, right now, you know, Sox fans feel like they've always felt, <laughs> which is you get to the doorstep and all of a sudden it's time to wait. You got Eloy with his hamstring tear. Uh, you've got a Sox team that is struggling, losing every single game they played in the last week or so. And, of course, uh, Tony La Russa is, uh, you know, stubborn old manager. So, Right now is not a good time or not a not a not the greatest of feels, right? Because you got Lance Lynn who's already on the, the IL. You got Eloy who's going on the IL. You've got Tim Anderson who's already been suspended twice already here in the early going of the season. One from the end of last year and also uh this year as well. But you know, with the gestures and you know, Tim's better than that. He knows he he can't be can't be uh conducting himself like that. But yeah, right now it's tough to be a Sox fan. And then the Cubs go out and they put 21 on the Pirates and then all of a sudden they can't pick up the damn ball. It's not even all of a sudden. Jonathan VR, they're going to have to figure out um, why this man can't field uh, as serviceably as you need to to have at the shortstop position. It's as simple as that. I'm not, I don't need to mess around and talk about the mechanics and all the other shit. Pick up the ball, throw the ball, catch the ball. If you can't pick up the ball, throw the ball, and catch the ball, you're going to get beat. That's what happened with the Cubs. Uh, the Pirates, I'm not worried about the Pirates, but not a very good showing for the Cubs or Justin Steele, for that matter. Um, Cubs fought their way back, eighth in a home run by one Ian Happ, and they, they cough up the lead at the end there. So um, right now, Chicago baseball isn't doing the best. Is it feeling the best? I mean, the Cubs, they, they drop one game. They just put up 21 on the Pirates, so I guess it's a different vibe. But Sox fans, I know you're out there trying to figure out what your summer's looking like and how angry you're getting ready to be. I could dig it. I could definitely dig it. Um, as far as the Bears are concerned, and as you can see, Jesse, I'm getting all of this shit out the way. I'm yeah, you're, it's it like a, out the way. a cleanse. You're just letting it all out before yeah, you get yeah, to the yeah. big one. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. hey, speaking of cleanse, uh, shout out to the palate cleanser that was necessary after today's basketball game. I went and linked up with uh, a couple of guys here in the city that I'm uh, I'm familiar with. My man, Tone Capone, who uh, works over at WGCI, the number one R&B and hip-hop station here in the city of Chicago. Holler to him, my man, Dave C., and of course, my man, Lou Baker over there. Uh, they had a nice little brunch, pulled up on them, uh, sat in my seat, watched the end of the Denver-Golden State game. So my man, Bones Highland, getting busy. Shout out to Denver for actually getting a game that I didn't. I thought they were going to get swept up out of this joint. Like, 
you, you weren't going to be able to tell me, especially after the first couple of games, that this Denver team was going to go back home and look or feel any different, that Nikola Jokic wasn't going to have the weight on the world, weight of the world on his shoulders. Uh, and they, they got it done. They got it done. I mean, it's an undermanned team with an MVP candidate uh, trying to figure out what their offseason is going to look like when they get Jamal Murray back and, and get back to being a Western Conference contender. They're going to be that team next year where everybody's like, hey, don't forget about the Nuggets. And everybody's going to be like, hey, we didn't forget about the Nuggets. Jamal Murray was hurt. So shout out to them. I was watching that game during the brunch festivities. It's always good to hear, you know, some good hip-hop music surrounded by beautiful black faces. And, and then all of a sudden, Jason Weaver walks in. And my man, Jason Weaver, if you don't even know who Jason Weaver is, you need to get familiar. Uh, everybody's seen The Lion King. Everybody saw it before me. I took, yeah, I didn't see The Lion King low-key until about maybe two, three years ago because of my son. Uh, it was time for him to go through that Disney run. And I was like, oh, look, a movie I haven't seen. Let's watch this together. Because, you know, kids, they love watching the same movie 95 times in a row. I was like, hey, look, one thing that you and I haven't seen together. Let's 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 like check it out. Like the cartoon Lion King? Like the OG one. Oh, Not yeah, like the, the, the remake where like the oh wow. Well, he saw that too. Dang. Yeah, he saw that too. He saw that too. Jason's Jason's up to date on all the new movies. Uh but Jason Weaver, uh the voice of Simba, uh is is a Chicago native, uh longtime Chicago guy, terrific television and movie actor. He is I think they just finished up his season or the second season, third season, I should say, uh, of The Shy. Actually, I need to get Jason on. Uh, I've, I've actually floated that idea a couple of times and we need to we need to have it come to fruition this summer. I uh, got a chance to chop it up with him for a couple of minutes. Always good to see him. Um, signed one of the greatest entertainment contracts of all time back in the day when they offered him a flat fee and offered his mom, who was his manager at the time, a flat fee. Like, this is your payment for being Simba of The Lion King. And his mom was like, nah, we're just going to take everything that y'all get off this movie for the rest of our lives instead. And that's why Jason walks around with a, sm- a smile on his face. <laughs> you dig? We hear all these, uh, I-, I believe his mom, I don't want to speak out of turn, by the way. So his representation, I don't want to speak out of turn. But we always hear about guys and girls getting got in the entertainment industry. And my man, Jay Weaver, is not one of those dudes. So uh, it was good to see him. It was good to see them. It was good to see all my people before um, I landed here to talk about what we're getting ready to talk about. So I've been trying to figure out, you know, you know what we should do here? We should take a break. We should take a quick time out and... I'm going to get my thoughts together here because I don't want to fly off the handle. I don't want, I want to be reserved. Like the whole ride home, I was like, be reserved, Jay, right? Be, be measured, Jay. Because fan Jay was getting ready to come out if I came straight home. Okay? So you're going to get a little bit of both after a short time out right here on the Full Go Podcast. Time for some commercials. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Bulls Talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. Flies in with a two-handed slam dunk. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. 
You know who reminds me, by the way, uh, to to like take more breaks? My man Van Lathan. I listen to Higher Learning with Van and Rachel right here on the Ringer Network of podcasts. And Van will take breaks, like just a real radio show. And and in this time of me podding, Jesse, I have like, I, I think of like, okay, it's all a segment. So just get it out, right? And, and you get your thoughts out and you, and you go from there. But in this instance, I, I think it's important for me to be as measured as I possibly can while also being um, as true as I can about what I'm seeing these last couple of games. So I want to start off by saying shout out to Zach Levine because Zach Levine in game four played with a purpose and an aggression um, that I know his body isn't allowing him to play more with. But the fact that this guy would come out 12, 13 assists by the end of the game, um, and more importantly for me, is what happened with Bobby Portis at the end of the game. Zach Levine goes up for a shot. Giannis Antetokounmpo fouls him, gets the ball jostled a little bit. He loses control of the ball. Bobby Portis puts his hand over Zach and puts his hand on the ball. Zach wrestles the ball away. Foul is called. Bobby Portis does not remove his arm from around Zach's shoulder, collarbone area. And then after a while, it was a big guy's son and a little guy. Let's let's keep it as funky as we possibly can, right? I don't have to put any flower wor- flowery words on it. If you've ever been sunned or tried to sun somebody before, you know what it is. I'm going to keep my hand right here because you can't do nothing about it. And Zach Levine did not respond in kind to that. And I know anybody who's listening right now who's used to hearing the same old thing that, I don't know, maybe gets pumped out on terrestrial radio or the more um, measured thinkers who always have the right thing in mind when making tough decisions in tenuous moments. Yo, man, I am very, very happy that for the first time in I don't know how long, someone on this Bulls team responded with, nah, you could beat us, but it ain't going to be like this. And I think these last two games have been very, very eye-opening for me because Billy Donovan said something after their game two win about the cost of admission and how they won that game because they finally paid the cost of admission in terms of toughness, in terms of discipline, in terms of consistency, in terms of um, just staying with it, even when the game is going against you. Like, the, the, the game is like a microcosm for life, right? Like You're not just going to have happy moments, right? You only, you only appreciate your health when you're sick, unfortunately, because when we walk around here and breathing good and and, you know, and, and, and I always, and it's so bad, please don't get mad at me, but I always equate health to like how I'm swallowing and don't take this the wrong way. But like, like, you know, like if I'm swallowing without discomfort, right? Like if I could just drink a sip of water or, you know, like I always, I, for whatever reason, I gauge my health with, is something in my throat or do I feel like something in my throat? Like those are the things we only feel, damn, I'm, I'm lucky to be healthy when we're sick, unfortunately. And I won't say y'all, but like it happens a lot with me. And then when I get sick, I'm like, man, remember that time I could breathe and swallow comfortably? Man, that was cool as hell. Well, it seems as if the Bulls appreciated their play after being sick for two and a half, three weeks. 
Because let's face it, it's not just two games, three games, four games into this playoff series that we've been worried about the Bulls. We've been worried about the Bulls since the All-Star break. The Bulls now, including tonight's game, are 9-18 and since the All-Star break. 9-18. and That's reverting back to the Lowry, Wendell, Chris Dunn, Zach Levine Bulls. And yeah, you could put it on injury. You could put it on, you know, new pieces that you got to get used to, all these other things. But in the end, at what point aren't you going to take just getting beat up? And the last two games have shown me a lot, a lot. I said it for this entire year. I I was worried about the re-emphasis or the emphasis that was needed in moments where you shouldn't have to emphasize how important the moment is. I was worried about having to re-emphasize about defense, worried about having to re-emphasize about ball movement. And in the midst of it was a nine-game winning streak. Remember that nine-game winning streak that the Bulls had? You remember those back-to-back game winners against Indiana and Washington that DeMar DeRozan hit first time in NBA history that back-to-back game winners were hit on consecutive nights? And as soon as Billy Donovan got back, from COVID protocol, health and safety protocol, whatever you want to call it. As soon as he got back, his first press conference was like, yo, a lot of shit was masked during the time I was out. During the time I was out, when, when we were winning, because Chris Fleming went 5-0, and and I was making jokes about it on the pregame show, like Chris, Chris Fleming is going to you know, get himself a bag next year. He's got an unblemished coaching record. Billy Donovan came in. And put an end to all that joy, all that glory, all that foolishness, all the nonsense that we were talking about, happy about the Bulls. The Bulls were in first place in the Eastern Conference at the All-Star break. And Billy Donovan said, hey, slow your roll, because there's some things going on out here that as a basketball coach and as a basketball person, I see that isn't sustainable. And he was talking about the defense, and he was talking about the stagnant offense. And there are so many little intricate details to why this thing is disjointed for very crucial periods during games. Like, we could start wherever you want to start. DeMar DeRozan has been masterful, been absolutely, ridiculously good. He is doing things that, if you talk to NBA players around the league, if you talk to scouts, you talk to um, coaches, He's doing something that the people in the league appreciate a lot more than the people outside the league. And that's why I know it's special. Because the fact that he is playing a game that the numbers have kind of told you you shouldn't be playing anymore, right? Getting all those points from the mid-range exclusively. We talk a lot about Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson and all these guys being mid-range players still. Guess what? They can stretch it back three, four, five feet from that and also be a three-point threat as well. DeMar DeRozan is not a three-point shooter. All of his offense comes exclusively from that high post elbow nail area. And for him to do what he's done this year has been not only breathtaking to watch, because there's so many times, like, by game 30, game 40, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop saying to myself, bad shot, oh, good shot. Because we as NBA fans, we as NBA observers, we yell bad shot quite often. We yell tough shot quite often. They practice these shots. Like, I'll never forget <laughs> the, the, the meme uh, of, of Patrick Ewing in his huddle as head coach of Georgetown screaming, do you practice that shot? Then why are you taking that shot? 
Did you, do, 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 you, do you work on that shot in practice? And it's real. These dudes work on some of the toughest shots in the world. Some of the tough, like things that you think, oh my God, that was a lucky shot. Nah, no, no, no. He shot that 250 times a day during the summer when you weren't looking, when Instagram wasn't getting posted to, when, when, when guys weren't out here talking about these life, LA Lifetime or LA Fitness runs, that's when it was happening. Damian Lillard stopped posting his workouts for that same reason. Because, yeah, I've been busting y'all ass from 35, 34, 33 feet for two or three years now, and y'all just got hip to it. I've been practicing this. DeMar DeRozan has been practicing all of these shots that he's been taking for his entire career, and even more so these last few years, when the athleticism is waned. But the same shit will make you laugh, make you cry. Because DeMar DeRozan is also, from what I am gleaning, whether it be a trust factor thing, whether it be a putting too much on his own shoulders thing. And, and oftentimes we, we look at guys who are uh, shot takers, gunners, whatever you want to call them. We look at them from a selfish point of view instead of trying to understand the perspective of sometimes and most times in their cases, they believe the best end of this possession or the best opportunity to score on this possession is going to be with me. That's the ego that got them through high school. That's the ego that got them a D1 college scholarship for however long, maybe one or two years for most of the guys we're talking about. And that's the ego that landed them in millions of dollars at the ages of 20, 21, 22, 23. So when they get to be 32, 33 years old, it's kind of hard to tell that person, hey, man, by the way, you got to scrap that ego. So you kind of fit those people in to wherever they fit in your formula on your team. DeMar DeRozan, from what I've seen in these last couple of games, been walled off, been trapped, been double teamed, been triple teamed. And only in this last, I'd say, out of the eight quarters that we've seen this consistently in games three and four, I feel about maybe two, maybe three of those quarters he passed adequately enough. And if you go back to DeMar and you show him everything, and you, he's going to tell you, yeah, those are shots I'm, I, I need to take. Those are shots I'm supposed to take. All these guys say that. All of them say that because the ego is still there. And, and, and the, the fortification of why I'm here and the validation of why I'm here is still there. But in those dark moments when they're watching film or they're thinking about what they could have done right, they'll come back and tell you. That's why all these podcasts are popping now. That's why, all, that's why my man... You know, Darius Miles and, and Q Rich with the Knuckleheads podcast, that's why they get guys that come on who 15, 20, you know, 10 years later tell you exactly what was going on. Yeah, man, I was, I was cooked. I was done. Oh, yeah, man, I was taking a lot of bad shots. Oh, yeah, man, you know, I didn't understand the game at that time. In that moment, they're not going to be able to detail for you what is really going on because they're still in the moment. But DeMar DeRozan has been defended like a guy who's not going to pass the ball or not going to make the, the the pass immediately, you know? And I think the Milwaukee Bucks have kind of honed in on, hey, let's try to figure out how much they trust their teammates. Because if this guy goes for 41 and we lose, we just got to make sure he doesn't go for 41 again. Zach Levine is out here on a bum knee in this moment, right? And shout out to Zach. Like I started this thing off with, Zach Levine has played at a level that is not himself. Let's face it. We're not watching Zach Levine out there that we watched over the last two and a half years. But Zach Levine is also in line for a big contract, and he's also trying to check some things off the list. 
It's also trying to make sure that he understands next year when he goes to the playoffs how he has to prepare, what he should be ready for, and the level of intensity that you have to keep. And I go back to Billy Donovan saying about the cost of admission. Feels like the Bulls paid the cost of admission in game two and thought they should get into the club for games three and four. I don't know how many clubs y'all have been to, but I don't know how many times you can look at any any uh, you know door person, any cashier, and say, "Yo, I paid on Friday. I know it's Tuesday or Thursday, but y'all need to let me in here again." And that's how the Bulls have played. That's how they played, and I think we've seen some flaws throughout this team, and and the flaws show themselves from the most necessary players, and that's what the playoffs do to you, right? Everybody knows what you're running. I know what you're running. You know what I'm running. For the next 11, 12, 13, 14 days, if this thing goes seven, I'm going to be sticking two or three guys. My job is to make sure those two or three guys don't get to their strengths, don't get to, the, to where they want to get to their spots on the floor. And now what? Can you play over that? And I think that's what we're finding out about this Bulls team is outside of a healthy Zach Levine, real deal, how many guys other than DeMar DeRozan, can create their own shot consistently enough to get you good offense. And when I say good offense, it's draw somebody, compromise defense, and if you're a willing enough passer, kick out, or of course, make a shot. Who can make a shot? Like, we champion and cherish and celebrate playoff performance for a reason, right? My man Steve Stone back in the day used to talk about Alfonso Soriano and say, if you look at the numbers, Alfonso Soriano hits threes through fives really, really well. And then when you get to the playoffs, when you're only going to see those ones and twos, that's when shit comes to a halt. I think we're finding out right now that there aren't enough Bulls players who can hit ones and twos right now. Now, that may change. It may change, but it may not. (laughs) Patrick Williams comes out and gets 20 points. The man was moving around with a certain level of aggression. Yeah, they were down. They made a 17-3 run to come back, bring it down to eight points. All of a sudden, it got back up to 12. You could, put a, you could put a lid on it. It was done. But even when Patrick was going, they went away from him for whatever reason. Like the little things, the, the, the acknowledgement of mismatches, the screening hard, the hard foul that you could take. I'm sorry, man. Giannis Antetokounmpo is coming through the lane, all guns blazing, knees and elbows raised. You gonna get caught with one of them? I'm so, I'm I'm protecting myself. I'm I'm wrapping you up. So much retreating has happened in this playoff series when Giannis has been on the run. Giannis, and and shout out to Kendall Gill, uh, who is <laughs> who, who is a stickler for defense. Who is a stickler for the old school way of doing things. Kendall and I butt heads, but. You know, we we do it on, in a respectful manner, right? Because he knows when I'm questioning something he's saying. And I know when he's questioning something I'm saying. I can't question anything that he said about defending Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ken, Kendall Gill can, contends that Giannis isn't the most skilled guy in the world. He plays harder than you. He runs harder. And his measurables are off the charts. The man with a Euro step can get from three-point line to the restricted area. Like, the things that he can do with his length and his athleticism and his know-how and there's also some of his skill. Don't get me wrong. He's got great feet. He's got great hands. Um, he's an a, aggressive player, and he's a, he's a much more willing passer than I think a lot of stars in his, in his light are, right? Like, he's not mad about giving up the ball because, maybe because of that, 
I won't say lack of skill, but because some of the skills that he doesn't have that a lot of NBA stars of his caliber do have, he has to rely on people like Pat Connaughton, Drew Holiday, uh, before DiVincenzo got shipped off to Sacramento, DiVincenzo, Middleton. Like, he's got a Grayson Allen, by the way, who's got two back-to-back playoff career highs without hitting the fucking ground. This dude's out here breaking wrists, talking shit, you know, uh, they, 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 they're celebrating, doing all the while. I'm sorry. I'm, maybe I'm, I'm reverting back to the old school guy that everybody don't like anymore in this new era and new age of sports. But you ain't just going to come to my crib and have a party on me. Can you imagine inviting people to a party and it's time for people to leave and one person's like, nah, I ain't leaving shit. And then it starts to step on your couch like Charlie Murphy did in, in the Chappelle skit. Or I should say Dave Chappelle did in the, in the Charlie Murphy skit. Right? And it starts disrespecting you, start drinking the orange juice right out the gallon in front of you. You know what I mean? Go in your, go in your bathroom, piss on the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Take, take your toothbrush, scrub their shoes with it, and then walk out and high-five you. That's what it's felt like these last two games. So for Zach Levine to not have it and say, nah, man, <laughs> the punking stops here. Y'all can beat us, but you ain't going to beat us up. I can respect it. The Bulls aren't as good as the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm not mad about the loss. Not mad about the last two losses. I'm disappointed in how they happened. And I think Bulls fans have a right to be. I think Bulls players have a right to be. And this is the other thing, too. I don't know if people are aware. I hope they are. But this team ain't going to look the same next year. So please pay attention to to the last eight quarters, right? Whatever the last eight quarters is going to look like, whatever, if the Bulls extend this thing past Wednesday, if, if this thing ends on Wednesday, look at game four, look at game five. Figure out who you're running with. Figure out who, who, you know, they always say, like, relationships come with seasons, right? Like, you don't have to be friends with people for the rest of your life. If they stop serving you and you stop serving them in the relationship, it's okay to move them down a tier. That's the same thing that happens in sports. You get to a different level. You get to a different place in your organizational trajectory. And it's time to do some inventory. It's time to start looking around, figuring out, okay, we ain't going to lose like this again. And that's the other thing, too. Like, the we ain't going to lose like this again part. That's, to me, important. Because when Giannis Antetokounmpo came of age, you know what the Philadelphia 76ers did? They went out and drafted Matisse Thybulle. It was like, yo, we know we got Ben Simmons, who they don't have anymore, but we know we got Ben Simmons. We got to put another defender out there on the perimeter to slow down that dude because we're going to have to deal with that. If we got this dude, if we got Joel, we're going to have to deal with that dude in the East for the next umpteen years. We got to have defenders. You got to start thinking like, how do we beat the teams that are beating us? And for the entire year, in the Eastern and Western Conference, well, obviously more importantly in the Eastern Conference because you got to come out the East to go to the finals. This team has not fared well against the Eastern Conference upper class, the top tier. So look around. It ain't going to look like this next year. Fall in love with the young players all you want, but our tourist Carter Chauvis and Mark Eversley showed you last offseason. Wendell Carter Jr. can go. Larry Marketing can go. 
if I'm one of these young players on this team right now and I'm looking at game five and I haven't performed the way that I'm supposed to and I'm not tied in because of money, oh, yeah, it's time to go. It's time to get it popping. Kobe White, listen, I'm a huge Kobe White fan. He's got hair, well, had hair, just like my son, right? <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's, he's a good kid to the core from whatever, everything that I hear, right? Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not around him, but from what I hear in the organization, what I, what I hear from people around him, good kid. Guess what? None of that matters. Your ass will be in Sacramento. It's a business, right? Like, do you want to go at House Salt Lake City during the winter? Do you want to find out? And that goes for everybody. I mean, Nikola Vucevic has now, for the last 27 games, been the target for Bulls fans' angst. And I can't blame them because they understand. See, the reason why this shit is happening the way it's happening is because there are expectations. And with expectations comes some discomfort because you're going to have to look at some people who you came here with and go, aha, you can't go. Everybody can't go, right? You look at family sometimes and you go, aha, it's been real, but you're showing me too much. Everybody can't go. You might be a liability at the next level. And that's what we're finding out. So remember, whatever eight quarters you want to remember, but remember the final eight quarters of the Bulls season and know that this team is not going to look the way it looks now. And also know that they know that. So in game five, if you can't leave it all out there for game five against the reigning NBA champions after you've been embarrassed at the crib two nights in a row, well, guess what? You probably can't go either. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> Get your black ass out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, All right, well, the, the act of Jesse Lopez will bleep maybe the, the, the first two and a half, three minutes of that conversation. <laughs> and it will not be on record. Uh, please keep that. You better get your black ass out of here, right? Right, right. That's look, the com- that's the common up. refrain. It's gonna be one long <laughs> beep. Keep your black ass out. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It's gonna be a, uh, one long beep. Uh, that voice that you're hearing outside of the act of Jesse Lopez is my main man, Cam Smith. Cameron Smith, uh, host at Stadium Watch Stadium, of course, Bally Sports as well. This man is, uh, you know, when I got the opportunity to host this podcast and Bill Simmons was shooting me some ideas of what the name should be or what, you know, hey, what do you think? And I told him, 
the first thing I thought of was the full go. Yeah. And the reason why I thought of that is because I wanted people to get a full perspective of Chicago sports. Uh, Chicago. There's a lot of voices for whatever reason in this city that don't get the proper respect. And sometimes they got to go national on your ass. And that's one of the dudes that I'm talking to in this moment here. Cam Smith, a guy who I have hooped with, a guy who I have watched raise his family and one of the better brothers, not just in the city, but definitely in the industry. Cam, so uh, such an honor to have you on the pod. And um, uh, we've been talking about this for a while. I appreciate you. I'm going to get Gene. By the way, Gene and Terrence, yeah. right, the bigs, <laughs> I, if y'all listening to this, y'all asses should be on here tonight too. Okay, but yeah. either Terrence or Gene moving and shaking, you know, they got they got things going on where they're covering every game in the city at all times. So I'm going to get the bigs <laughs> on here soon. But as we get closer to the 100th episode, I think this thing is rounding into form as to what uh, we, we should sound like in this city. Uh, we're getting a lot of different perspectives, and I appreciate you jumping on with this, man. And uh, it's always good to see you. I, I know you're out there in Vegas getting ready to handle some business, but always good to see you, my guy. Hey, man, you rolled out the red carpet, man. Thank you so much. I feel like fucking um, King Jossie Jofa and coming to America. You already man. know. You got, you the, got the, the lion's head. I got the lions, the lions <laughs> around the chest. I got the, the, uh, the royal flowers being dropped at my feet, man. So, yes, sir. Um, but yes, no, sir. In all seriousness, though, man, um, you know what it is between us. Like, you know, what we've been able to express amongst ourselves and having our conversations with just, like, stuff that we've been going through personally through this business and, you know, how fickle it can be, but then also how great it can be. Uh, when things are working out in your favor. So uh, seeing you shine and seeing you do your thing, man, it's, it's something that we talked about, as I mentioned before, uh, that I knew what happened. And to see you get your due and be one of the voices in these faces. Because you're on TV you, now. Bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure, I'm not sure uh, if I'll ever reach a tax bracket, but that's always uh, not, Knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. But, knock it off. Knock what, it. You're, what, what you're doing, man, and what you're representing, man, I think you know this too. So many kids that look like us watching the Bulls pre and post game, and, and, and you being that voice in that face for them, man, it, it means a lot. So uh, to be able to oh, share this space and have this platform, we'll go, man. It's, it's gonna be good, man. I just tweeted out like, look, when me and Jay Golf get together, bro, it's special. So yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. They might, they might shut this bitch down. After <laughs> this, <you know? laughs> All right, so let, let's get to it, man. You know, you're a lifelong Chicagoan. Yeah. West Side's finest. Uh, shout out to Southern Illinois University, where this man, uh, you know, played as a Saluki. Basketball is very important to this city. High school, um, college, you know, it, there, there's some there's some fickle leanings, right? You know, when Loyola's good, all good. Everybody in the city's always looking at Illinois, like, all right, come get people from the city so you can you can flourish the way you're supposed to, instead of Michigan State and Kentucky and Duke always doing that. Um, but professionally, when the Bulls are good, this city has a different vibration, it's a different frequency. And for the majority of this season, up until the All-Star break, the city was riding high about this team and like, oh, look at this. And I was on here talking about, hey, man, you know, the Suns did it last year. Why can't the Bulls, right? right? Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan. Obviously, Chris Paul is a different form of leader and Hall of Famer than DeMar DeRozan is. But DeMar... You know, that veteran leadership, Alex Caruso, I thought things were coming together. Lonzo Ball, I mean, things were happening in a way that we haven't been used to in the last half a decade here, basketball-wise. Then it kind of all fell off. 
all-star break going forward. Lonzo Ball gets hurt. The, the, the prognosis isn't good for that. Alex Caruso, the Grayson Allen injury, and then the back spasms. And you got two of your better defenders and two of your better decision makers who are down. Now the Bulls have to learn how to play without those guys. And I think DeMar DeRozan and the offense became stagnant because of that. And now I think we're watching um, everything come to fruition. This has been a culmination of events that's been happening now for the last 27 games. And seeing the way they played over the last two games um, and understanding what Billy Donovan said about the cost of admission and how they paid it in game two. And I mentioned in the first segment before you jumped on, it seems like they, you know, they're, they're the dudes that paid that first night and expect to get back on the third and fourth <laughs> night. And, 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 and the bounce, bounces like ain't having that. Yeah, yeah, yeah the bounces ain't having that. Right? Yeah, the, pr- the promoters don't give a shit about the bottles you bought last week. So, so, so as you watch it, and as you you sit back and, and, and see how this team has performed, especially against this Milwaukee Bucks squad, what what have you thought about this postseason and how it's how how it's shaken out? Because I didn't expect them to get beat like this. I expected them to lose this series. I didn't expect this to happen. And maybe I maybe I should have, you know, mm-hmm. looking back on it. But yeah. what, what, what's your take on what's happened over the last couple of games? I mean, it, you thought about this, right? Um, we haven't had this type of energy in a decade when. It- to Chicago Bulls basketball, right? I mean, everybody's been gravitating over to the White Sox when the Cubs are having their run. And this is all, you know, post D Rose era, right? Obviously, with them being one of the better teams in the NBA, Rose won the MVP, Jimmy Butler, Joaquin Noah. Like, the city had people, one, that were tapped into the city. And of course, like, you know, who is, is born and raised here. So, you know what I'm saying? He automatically gets that. But then you got cats like Joe Kim that was, that's, you know, everything that he does community-wise, you know what I'm saying? Um, Still. With his drops and, and, and making sure that, you know, people are taken care of. So, like, people connect with that. And, and you and I know this better than anything, right? Authenticity is the best way to earn people's respect, right? So you can't you can't fake something and pass it off as you being genuine. Um, you can't put on this mask or, you know, be one way in front of one type of crowd and then flip it and being an entirely different person when you get, you know, the uh, the suits, let's just call them suits, right? If you can be yourself, then, you know, that's going to that's gonna resonate with, you know, the suits or even people um, that are right there in the trenches. So, like, with that team, um, there was so many just, like, connections there. Obviously, you know, the wall was there. He'd been there for a while. They just, you know, people gravitated towards them. So I, I say all that to say that you start to see the same resemblance in this group as well. Right when you got Iowa, who's from here, from out south, was at Westinghouse the freshman year, transferred over to Morgan Park, one of the better guards in the country. Right, so now you have everybody that's from out west, from out south, over east, whatever they're from. Where Chicago basketball is real and it's a part of growing up, it's a part of you. They're gonna connect with that, right? Of course, he comes from a great family. Mom and dad are great. Family's one hundred percent great. So you're not gonna hear anything bad about Io and, and who he is. And so like that resonates and that connects with people, right? Then you got a guy like Debo coming from Compton. And, you know what I'm saying? I think about the, the, the DJ Quick song, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just like Compton. You know what I'm saying? It's Stand just like Compton. Audio. It's just like Compton. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, every I think every you threw in the Portland, too. I was like, right. oh, shit, Portland like Compton? Like, what are we doing out here, Quick? <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. Plus, I didn't know they were getting it in in San Antonio like that. I'm like, okay, right, let's right. game real quick. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of those things, like, it's so, so many hoods are, are, are like, man. You know, you're going to have those, those, those 
challenges, and, or whether that whether that be you know uh, drugs, whether that be gangs, whether that just be you know what I'm saying just um, no resources, right? And people are just trying to find a way. So Demar knows that because um, he sees Compton when he sees Chicago, whereas on, on the west side or out south, right? Uh, so what he's been able to do in the community, Zach's been here, right? You know what I'm saying? He's done being able to raise the profile of this generation, this era of the Bulls um, on different levels. So they had the city, right? Now when you start winning and now the Bulls are being on those ESPN Sunday afternoon games or those TNT games, right? Or you're seeing them on your, your timeline, whether that's IG or Twitter, and you're seeing, you know, Lonzo throwing a full court pass to Zach and Zach doing a 360 and then like you know what I'm saying posing out the like what like yeah that's what it is so you have all of those those uh just kind of like triggers and examples of of what's happening and how they're growing the, the, the brand of Chicago basketball is special but the thing the flip side to that is is now you got expectations right because you got a team in the Bulls as we talked about or as you mentioned before the all-star break for a good majority of the season we're holding down that number one spot and so now the expectations for people in the city, for Bulls fans across the world, are starting to rise. Like DeMar is having an MVP campaign, what he's been able to do with a string of just like 35-plus, 40-point games, the game winners. Like, I'm still – it's still crazy to think that the man finished one year with a game winner and then started the next year, the very next night with a game with a, like that's some shit that you don't see and you probably never ever see again in basketball. At all. So like all of those examples are like, yo, people are like, yo, I thought they would barely make the playoffs, maybe be like a play in team at nine and ten, eight, nine and ten, or maybe seven through ten. I had them being a four to six seed um before the season season even started. Like because I saw the pieces that were there. I knew what Lonzo could bring in terms of a, a big guard that could play defense, get the offense going, moving the basketball around, bringing in Caruso, a defensive wizard, right? Pairing that with DeMar, with Zach. Um, at the time, we thought Patrick Williams was going to take an ascent. Obviously, he's taking some steps back because he started the year off with that year against the Knicks and missed a lot of time. He really hasn't really found his footing since coming back from that injury. But all of those, all those, all of that success in the first half of the season. One raised the profile for the Bulls across the NBA. Now the articles are coming out, you know, and people are getting put on blast about DeMar DeRozan being the worst signing uh, in, in the offseason, you know. So people on on that bandwagon, whatever that was, whoever created that narrative, like, that was dumb as hell. But you have eyes on it, and now that target becomes bigger on your back. So now it's not like, a, okay, we can go to the United Center. It might be a battle, yeah, where everybody in the NBA knows that, you know, certain teams are going to play tough, especially when you think about the Bulls, even when they were, were bad, you know, they were trying to give you, give you their best. But now it's like, no, nah, we got to go in here and make a statement. Because one, they're holding down the number one spot in the East. And all we hear about and all we see on our timelines, because if you're listening, then and you don't think NBA players are like on their timelines or checking social media, then you're lying to yourself. Because Kyle Kuzma and Brian definitely be giving their play-by-plays every single damn playoff game. And I'm like, y'all might as well just start to show us something, man. Do one of the uh, a Manning cast. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or just do like something with, uh, with Q Rich or Jamal Crawford got going, man, stuff like that. Yeah. But um, everybody's checking for everybody. And so, again, that profile for the Bulls is being raised. But I didn't feel, one, that they were comfortable enough to carry that profile for an entire 82-game season because you still had a Milwaukee Bucks team with a face now that we knew were the defending champs. 
still had Giannis, right? Um, Drew Holiday's coming back. Rick Lopez, even though he was dealing with his injuries, you knew he was going to come back at some point later on in the season and be ready for the playoffs. And, and, and honestly, I felt that Milwaukee was better this year than they were last year. So now that you have a team that has added some pieces and with Wesley, Matt, Wesley Matthews, and we've seen what he's done against the Bulls in this first-round series, Bobby Portis is more comfortable. Like, all of these guys have been through – the the, the 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 best, right? You know, when you think about playoffs and then getting to the finals and winning the NBA championship. So they're there. Can't forget about the Brooklyn Nets. And this is all, of course, like coming into the season, all-star break. You didn't see this Brooklyn Nets team being this Brooklyn Nets team of getting, uh basically getting packed up by Boston and Jason Tatum. <laughs> so um, they were there. Boston Celtics, Jason Taylor, Jalen Brown. Like, Ime Udoka, yeah, it was his first year, but they still got some dogs on that team, right? So they're they're right there, three teams, that if you were a betting man, betting woman, that you would place your money on those teams where you got Katie Kyrie on one team, you got Giannis and all the pieces that he has with Milwaukee, you got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those two young stars, and the pieces they have in, in, in Boston as well, and just that Celtics culture. You know, people don't give enough credit to what coaches are in the NBA, NBA franchises. You start to find and see that, damn, there's still some of the same teams that end up, one, making the playoffs, or two, getting to the Eastern Conference or Western Conference Finals, or three, getting to the NBA Finals, right? You might have your, your, your off years here and there, um, like we saw with Milwaukee and Phoenix last year. But for the majority of the time, you're going to see, especially this era, you're going to see your Golden State. You're going to see your Boston. You're going to see your Phillies with Joel. Um, and now they got James Harden. So you're going to see those just those those familiar names and those familiar faces and teams there. So with this Bulls group, knowing that this was the first year that they would be together with Zach and DeMar, with Caruso, Lonzo coming in, it was going to take some time for them to really gel and find their footing. We for damn sure didn't think it was going to be that quick, though. Because they came right. <laughs> it was just like right away. And we like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> they hooping, open over there out west. So, yeah, um, yeah. And with that, now people are talking about, like, yo, fuck just barely making it into the playoffs. Like, forget just being a 460. We we could be the top seed and, and make an NBA Finals appearance. And so when I started to hear that talk around the city, I'm like, hold on. Y'all got to slow down a little bit because this is the first year of this group. And we've seen it with, with Brian, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh when they first got together uh, that year in Miami in 2010. Like, they didn't even win it their first year. So it, it takes time, depending on, what superstars on that team, what stars, what the culture is, what the chemistry is, because at some point, injuries happen. And that's just part of the game. And that's what hit the Bulls um, and the all- after the All-Star break with, with with Lonzo's knee and then Caruso being out because uh, Grayson Allen's ass wanted to be extra physical and shit. So, uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, still, still, still walking around this city very comfortably. Man. I- I'm sorry, man. We can't, we can't talk all this drill and and tough dude shit and and you don't want to come to the city and all if if that and mind you this is all in jest it's yeah, all fun yeah, we're all yeah. having a good time i don't want nothing to happen to grace Allen. right but god damn man you can't be that comfortable for him though and, and it like even, up 30 up 30 he don't hit the ground <laughs> today he don't hit the ground this man is out here they celebrating they celebrating man. like it hurts, I, I don't it hurts, know. It hurts even more that he's getting buckets out west. Like that's the thing that hurts more because now it's like a shot at my people over there. Like, man, are we really becoming something? I know the. I, I, I wouldn't go. The, I wouldn't go say anything. Area, I know the area over there by the United Center has changed a little bit, but if you keep going west on Madison Street <laughs> and you get to Western and you're damn sure if you pass Western 
and you get close to the California and Sacramento, that's where the rest of really kick in. So it's still like I'ma say this. I'ma say this. I'ma say this. I'ma say this, Cam. Uh South the guaranteed rate, he wouldn't be this comfortable. Dang, just, letting, just letting you know. I'm gonna say this, just, bro. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to, to holler at all my folks <laughs> in Cape Town. And I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go to I'm gonna have to stop in the Carolines and Vanities hey. and, and, and and pull up the, to the bar and be like, hey, uh, what's going on out here? Cause, uh, <laughs> because because uh, a, a young man from Duke by way of Salt Lake City and now Salt Milwaukee. Yeah. And now Milwaukee. <laughs> Can walk around this bitch very comfortably yeah. after knocking out one of the best players on your team. It's just, I don't know, man. I just, I hate to not think or call a team not tough enough. Right. But if there was the least amount of disrespect that could be taken out of that statement, I that I, that's what I would say. It's not that it's not that you can't fight. It's just you don't know how to fight. Right. For whatever right. reason. For whatever reason, you know, you you may not have the fighters on your team. <laughs> you you may have to learn how to fight. Like not a, I, I used to tell my mama when I was a kid all the time, Mom, I'm not no tough guy. That's why I don't get into fights, because yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. And yeah. when I get emotional and I get scared, I'm gonna do something crazy and you're gonna have to come and get me. And they're gonna be like, What's wrong with Jason? And it's like, oh, he was emotional and scared. And look what <laughs> happened to that little boy. You know what I'm saying? Like I I've always fashioned myself as like the Hey, get along with people. Be cool yeah, yeah, because yeah. I don't know how to control myself when I'm angry. It seems as if people can run up and down for 82 games on the Bulls, hard foul them, do whatever they want, dance on them, talk crazy to them, and in the playoffs of all times, that can't be the time where people could talk crazy to you, dance on you, and all that shit at the crib too. That's the exactly. that's the part that's baffling me. This is the crib. Exactly, exactly. It's basically like y'all came in just did the Dave Chappelle, Rick James, like you know, fuck your couch and like that's what I said in the first second with the mud with the mud on the platform shoes. Like that's what it feels like Grayson Allen is doing on the west side of Chicago. Again, it hurts for me to say this, but it's true. But him and Giannis stumping on the couch out west and just saying fuck your couch and then going out leaving. So and I'll I'll say and then the other answer to Kumpo dunking on you. At the yeah. end of the game the other night, yeah, like, yeah, like nah, now, nah. now they coming for your beer and your women. Now they yeah, they have right. gone past your couch. <laughs> they have gone. They coming for your beer and your women. Which yeah. one you want to give up first? Hey, they got some real matter, shit. It don't matter which one being given up first. They both getting taken. They both getting snatched. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, 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 oh it's, my god! It's tough to see, man. And to to add to that, you know, fighting and tough guy conversation. Like I don't, I didn't have my fair share. So Fair share of fights, you know, as you would imagine growing up out west. But I'm not gonna put yeah. myself as the toughest, toughest guy. But when early on I got touched up, I, I lost some. Gotta take care of business. <laughs> right. I won some and I lost some. But I lived to fight another day. And so <laughs> and so that's what the Bulls team has gotta do, man. If you get into a fight, you might get touched up, but still it's gonna let Milwaukee know that you're not yeah. going. You know, so you gotta be able to drop Shout out to Zach from, for that too. So Shout now, out to Zach. You definitely, you definitely, definitely, for real. Shout out to Zach. Because now you're going back up north, going to Milwaukee, and they're going to be charged up to get you up out of there. And they're going to be even bolder, brasher, talking more shit because they know that your back's against the wall and they're about to get you up out of here. And we know Bobby Portis is built different. If you I love never, him for it. If, hey, if you ain't never ran into nobody from Little Rock or somebody from the South like that, man, you better watch out. They, they different. 
you run up against the wrong dude, and Bobby Portis is the wrong dude, you will get touched up quick. So he punched uh, a man out of the NBA. Yeah. Yes. That That's all you need not, to know. Has not been stateside to my knowledge since then. To my knowledge. So you know, you do that, you're a different dude. <laughs> but this I mean, man says stateside. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, all of that said though, it's a it's a great building block for next season. With all of that said, it's a great building block for this team. But I'm thinking about, I know we're going to get there, is what the front office is going to be able to do in the offseason. They do have the 18th pick uh, in the draft this summer, so that's great. That was great uh, news that came out, I believe, a couple of weeks ago that they will get the 18th pick, pick um, with that. So that's they'll be able to find something. But still, in the offseason, there's going to be a few dudes that's going to have to go. Like, just to keep it a buck, they're going to have to go, you know, because uh, they ain't producing. So they are out. Who's coming in to help with Zach and DeMar? Yeah, man. So I want to get you on again so I could talk about your journey uh, in this business, your your post-athletic career and all those other things, because I believe, and I know a lot of people agree with me in this city, that you are a damn superstar. And a lot of people in this city aren't privy or aware of it. So when the Bulls aren't out here getting washed... <laughs> By uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, we gonna have to we gonna have to do this again, man. Because I'm up against the time, and I know you're in Vegas, so I want you to enjoy yourself. Um, Cam, it, it, it's always great to see you. It's even better to talk to you, and we're gonna do this again. I promise you, man. Hey. I, I appreciate your time. Yes, yeah, same word, bro. And I'm here for you, man. Thank you so much for inviting me to full go, baby. That's what I'm talking about, man. I'm always available, dog. I got you, man. We brothers, always love. Yes, sir. Cameron Smith from Watch Stadium, and of course, Bally Sports. Is one of the real dudes in this city. Uh, you'll 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 catch him breaking news with Anthony Davis or something like that at a <laughs> Nike event. Like the man, the man is um, he's one of those cats in the city that if you come to a city and you ask people about certain people, you always hear good words about those people. Cam is one of those cats that uh, they're always. The, the good words follow him, and it's for a reason. He's a solid brother. So, Cam, I appreciate you, man. Uh, see you when you get back. See yeah, you this boy. summer. I'm going to see the family this summer, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again, brother. We definitely connect. And we get the boys together. This is the summer we get the boys together, man. We got we the have boys to. together. I, I've been hiding. I've been hiding, Caden. My guy. Because <laughs> my guy is wild. He, hey. he gets busy. But you know what? Kate the same way. So it might be they might be they might pull a step brothers, man. They might just right, right. plans off the first beat. Like, wait a minute. Right. You like to do wild and crazy shit too? Oh man, we brothers. We best friends. <laughs> the wonder <laughs> twins gonna activate, no doubt. <laughs> much like much like they pops do, man. Yeah, it's always good. good to talk to you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Definitely, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you, Jay. It's the full go, all right, that's all the time that we have for episode 94 of the Full Go Podcast, brought to you by The Ringer. Of course, Spotify is the gang. We'd like to say thank you to our guest, Cameron Smith, better known as Cam, Cam Smith from Valley Sports and, of course, Watch Stadium. Make sure you are checking him out. Uh, he is a, a good brother, really, really good dude, and knows his stuff. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Cameron Smith, C-A-M-R-O-N-S-M-I-T-H. You will not be disappointed in that brother's work. And he's a solid dude overall. And he's got a, a, a terrific shoe collection. That's because he's, he's piped in with Nike and he won't share the connect. Uh, that is one of the, um, the downsides of one Cameron Smith. He's always wearing the shoes that I would like to wear. Uh, but I'm not important enough to wear. So shout out to our guy, Cam Smith. And shout out to our production staff. Of course, 
the always active Jesse Lopez, and the shadowy figure known as Steve Cerruti. He's somewhere hiding in the shadows. It's Sunday. You know, he doesn't peek out the shadows on a Sunday. And shout out to y'all, too. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We truly, truly appreciate you. If you want to jump in on the voicemail, the full-go voicemail is always live, always ready for you. I heard people on Twitter ask me about it. Oh, we're going to chime in about the Sox. We're going to chime in about the Bulls. And, of course, the Bears. Hey, hey, what the hell is my man? What's his name? Byron Pringle? Is it Byron or Brian? The wide receiver for the Bears. I think it's Byron Pringle. That man got caught recklessly driving, doing donuts on a suspended license? Fam, you cannot get yourself in trouble before you played a snap of Chicago Bears football. One year, $4.3, $4.4 million. You out here doing donuts in front of the police. Like, come on, man. You got your money. You in a new city. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about the Bears. And we'll also talk about, I believe, Ryan Poles, if you really look at it, He's playing with house money. And we'll talk about that on the next pod. And we'll have ourselves a draft preview coming up on Monday. We'll talk to Matt Miller, break down the draft. We got ourselves an extra pod. It's not an emergency pod. It's an extra pod for the NFL draft that is coming up on Thursday. So thank you once again for downloading this thing, for listening to this thing, subscribing to it, sharing it, rating and reviewing it, doing all the things that you do for this podcast. We so greatly appreciate it. For Jesse and Steve, my man Cam Smith, I'm Jason Goff. Thank you for listening to the Full Go Podcast with Jason Goff, brought to you by The Ringer. Of course, Spotify is the gang. As always, we leave you with this. Take care of each other and be safe. Thank you for listening to my daddy. It's the Full Go.